Yo, what's up? And welcome to episode 52 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me is Woody V. How's it going, mate? Good, man. Great to be here. Nice to be back for another week. So we're yeah, so 52, man. Yeah. yeah, 52, yeah. Over the half half century now, moving along well. So well, just a reminder just where to find us. Um, everyone knows it by now, but on YouTube or where all podcasts are found, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. All right, Woods, let's get straight into it. I can see you rocking a very nice old-school Charlotte Hornets jersey there. So why don't you show the audience uh, who you're wearing? Sure, one of my favorites. Woods is standing up wearing the old school number seven Charlotte Hornets Kelly Trapaka jersey. Not a jersey you see every day there, Woods. A very random one, that one. How, so, how do you exactly say his name? I've always Trapuka. said Trapaka. I've always said Trapaka. You can go Trapuka. You're the one wearing it, so you can tell us how he's saying it. Yeah. Well, just something about this jersey. Before there was Adidas, Nike, Champion, it was Sand Knit. So this is an. This is a very, very old school jersey. In fact, it was the first year the Charlotte Hornets were in existence, I think 1988. So it's very rare you can find a sand knit jersey anymore. In fact, I've got to say, Woods, I don't have any in my collection of those sand knit ones. So good school. Yeah, I think from about 89, they stopped uh, making them and Champion took over. So uh, if, you, if you look for one online on eBay or wherever, they're, they're going to be 500 minimum. So this is actually one of my favorite jerseys. Absolute classic. I paid a good $400 for it. And yeah, yeah, yeah so. It's hard to get your hands on these, but I really like Kelly Trapuka. You know, um, people forget about him. He had a 56-point game for Detroit. Um, he went to Notre Dame. Uh, he was a uh, 1981-12th pick in, in the first round. He had a career for the De- Detroit Pistons, Utah Jazz, Charlotte Hornets. He was part of that expansion team. He got launched as one of the first players. You'll recall there was that press conference uh, in the late 80s. He was announced as the captain. Uh, he was a two-time NBA All-Star in 82 and 84 with the Detroit Pistons. He was the NBA All-Rookie first team in 1982 and his two-time consensus second team All-American in 79 and 81. A little bit about him as well. Uh, he comes from uh, a family of, 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 of sports. So let me just, where I had it here. I was was a little bit slept on as well. He said two-time All-Star. And that. He's not someone yeah. people really remember, is he? So yeah, it's a fair career. Yeah. So he's the fun, son of football quarterback Frank Trapuka, the uh, father of professional football player Travis Trapuka. So, yeah, it comes from a family of, of, of sport. And, um, yeah, you can actually pick up his card on 2K and use him. He was a mid-range assassin. If you go look at that 56-point game he had for Detroit, mm. just got to his mid-range and he was automatic and, you know, a sneaky good athlete as well. Yeah. Put you on the spot, but do you know what he's up to these days at all, Woods? I know it's sometimes hard to find out with some of these retired sort of guys, but I haven't sort of seen him around or heard the name for a while. Um, anyway, I actually do know what he's up. up to this day. Uh, hmm. He was a color commentator for the Detroit Pistons for eight seasons, which he stopped yep. doing now. Uh, uh, he calls college basketball. He rides okay. in Brooklyn. He, he resides in New Jersey with his family now. So, yeah. I think so he's yeah. involved in the game. Yeah, nice. Yeah. All right, well, I'm doing the, the double today, so I'll take us away. So I've got the double Chicago Bulls number 13. So it's not Joachim Noah. It's um, one of Australia's finest. So hanging over my shoulder there is a red Luke Longley um, champion jersey. Um, and I'm rocking his black on today. Probably should have done it the other way around because this one's extremely tight. But anyway, I'll just um, stand up and, and show this one. Yeah, so Robbie is wearing the black champion 
Luke Longley jersey. The sizes are all over the place for those champion jerseys. We were just talking offline. Um, I was just saying how the sizes are really weird on those champion jerseys, probably. Funny story before I tell a little bit about Luke with this one, Wood. So my old man had a party. I think it was his 50th birthday party. Um, and his name starts with L. So we had like a, the theme of the party was you had to come with something beginning with L. So, of course, I used any opportunity I could to wear a jersey and I wore a Luke Longley jersey. So I said it was a double L. So I got extra points for, for rocking a look, this Luke Longley jersey and some basketball shorts and shoes on that night, which was pretty cool. So um, look, just a little bit on Luke Longley there. So... Uh, he played 10 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Minnesota, a pick seven in the 1991 draft out of New Mexico. Of course, I also have to mention, Woods, he played two games with my Perth Wildcats, of which I actually saw him play in 1986, which is pretty cool. Um, yep. So he played with the Wolves for three seasons before his fortunes really changed when he got traded from a team that had not won more than 20 games in his tenure to the Chicago Bulls for Stacey King, where he went on to help MJ win three NBA championships as the anchor of the middle. Uh, so after leaving the Bulls, he also had stints at Phoenix and New York before retiring you know, pretty prematurely, really, to an ankle injury. Um, he's currently a special advisor with your Sydney Kingswoods, and he's really helped them, hasn't he? He helped their some yeah. young, big guys over these past few Especially years. Especially Jordy Hunter recently. You know? Absolutely. Hunter's a big one, yeah. And he was, he's been assistant coach of the Boomers. I don't think he's actually involved with them right at the moment, but we'll see how that goes in the future. Um, look, his accolades, as I mentioned, are a three-time NBA champion. You don't need to say much more than that. Um, he was also a member of the Australian Boomers in the 88, 92 and 2000 Olympics. Um, I was actually thinking when I was doing a bit of research on this, Woods, um, I guess in terms of the best ever Australian player, um, who would you say? I sort of put it down to three, and I might tell me if I'm completely off here. Gaze, Bogan and Longley, would you say they'd be our three? And obviously, Gaze didn't have the NBA career that the other two had, but just for his sheer longevity and his you know, Olympics of appearances and that. But Paddy Mills is probably getting close to that sort of top yeah. three. We're going to talk about him later in the show. But he's certainly got to be in that conversation, yeah. doesn't he, Luke Longley? I mean, he's stats Paddy Mills definitely in that conversation. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the thing I loved about Longley's game, really smart player, a great passer, which was, you know, probably a little bit underrated at the time. Very good um, fundamentals. Like, he was nearly a, you know, 75 to 80% foul shooter, which you never saw from big guys in that era. You know, guys like Chris Dudley and Shaq and stuff like that um, come to mind. So, um, now I don't have a Luke Longley bobblehead, Woods. So I'm sorry about that. But I've got something maybe even a little bit better. We've got this 1997 starting lineup figure still in its original packaging. So he's rocking the black jersey that I'm wearing now. And it's actually got a card with him wearing the red jersey. So I believe this one's pretty rare. So I'll keep that in the in the packaging that it's in now. It was a bit dusty when I got it out. But yeah, it's pretty cool. So all right. So some very nice retro ones um, this week. I enjoy those ones, Woods. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it, right? Um, we thought we might start this with a little bit, of, little bit of quick hits. So we'll um, we'll start off with some NBA talk. So I wanted to ask you about um, the current Western Conference League, uh, Western Conference leaders in the Utah Jazz there, Woods. What is going on in Salt Lake? Yeah, look, when you had all those veterans on that team, it was going to be hard for them to tank, right? Um, and you're talking about a team that has Mike Conley, Rudy Gay, Jordan Clarkson, uh, you know, and then Laurie Markin, and there's just been unreal, you know, Malik Beasley, wow. Colin Sexton, Col Kelly Olenek, you know, they've they've got that depth on that team. Taylor uh, Horton Tucker, who, who you know, who's let go by LA almost, right, after yep. they invested so much time on him. That's a really good roster, one to eight. And these veterans are really bringing some of the younger guys along, like like Tucker and Markin, and obviously a little bit more experienced now. Uh, Colin Sexton, yeah. uh, obviously, um, uh, really enjoying having only there with him. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's a good team if you look at it on paper, and and you've got guys who've been there and won before. Um, and I'm a bit surprised that they're doing as well as they're doing. But I'm not surprised that uh, 
they're a competitive team. And I think there was a stat, no team has gone, what are they, 12 and seven now or 12 and eight? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no team yeah. has won 12, or never, never has there been a team that has won their 12 out of their first 20 games and not made the NBA playoffs. So, Interesting you know. stat. They're quite entertaining to watch too, aren't they? You put them, you know, they score a lot of points, they spread the ball around and that. And yep. Yeah, you're right. Going back to Lowry Mark and then or, or Lowry Bird, as people like to call him, he's just filling it up this year. I mean, he, I know it's only early days, but he'd be a lock to make the All-Star game based oh. on their winning record and the way he's playing at the moment. I think the new coach is doing a pretty pretty good job as well as maybe not getting enough attention there. But, no. yeah, they've certainly been the standout team, haven't they? And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much it continues. He is so much fun to watch, Larry Markkinen, right? And just the way he's yeah. playing at the moment, like, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, I didn't think he had it. And when he got drafted by the Bulls, you know, that was – there was high expectations of him after he had a great first year, but then he just fell off. But it's all about opportunity. He was drafted by Minnesota, wasn't he? I think he might have been. Oh, that Minnesota. Team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the trade back in the day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, sure. he kind of bounced around yeah. a bit. I mean, he had some moments with Cleveland you know, in the last year or so, but yeah. yeah, no one would have sort of predicted this. So, no, interesting. It's probably not yeah. often that we'd start a show talking about the Utah Jazz. So, I like that one. Well, yeah. it's all... Next thing I wanted to go into, um, been a little bit of carnage in the last week or so, hasn't there? A lot of players going down. Ja Morant was down and came back like a week early today, but we've had guys like Zion missing games, uh, Paolo Banchero, Cade Cunningham could be adding definitely Paul George, Dame Lillard, Mike Conley, just to name a few. Um, which of those players would you say would be the most concerning to their teams at the moment? Did you mention Tyrese Maxey there? Uh, okay, Tyrese Maxey. No, I see there's so many I can't even keep up. Well, Philly, I mean, Philly's had hard now. They didn't even have um, the big three at all today, did they? But yeah, what would your sort of thoughts be on that? Yeah, t- uh, Philly's been struggling with injuries and they've really relied on Tyrese Maxey, who's having a stellar year. I know we talked at the start of the season, would he have that breakout year? But he really was, and he was on a, on a great run there. And um, I thought that he was really keeping that Philadelphia team afloat. I mean, Tobias Harris with injuries, Joel Embiid with injuries, um, Harden you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now they're, they're rolling out Shake Milton as a starter and whatnot. So they've really been hit. Um, so they were relying on Tyrese Maxey a lot, and I thought that um, you know him getting injured when he did, he, he may be out for a month now, is, is going to yeah. really... I mean, I could pick any of the names that you mentioned, but I just want to single him out because he was just having no, a career, yeah, right? Yeah, cool. And we should say at the time of recording, Wood, so it's Wednesday the 23rd of November, so Philadelphia knocked off uh, the Brooklyn Nets today without yeah. any of those big-name players there. So, you, like you said, it was you know, names like Shake Milton, Tobias Harris, and, you know, these sort of guys, you know. Shake had a big game today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty yeah. handy player anytime. 27 the other night, you know, right? Yeah, yeah I like solid, him. Solid. Once again, it's about opportunity. You know, you, you know yes. next man up mentality. You know, if you get that chance... You know, yeah. you, some of these guys are playing, playing for their careers as well, you know, so you get that opportunity, you've got to take it with both hands, and Shake Milton's doing that now. Absolutely. We might even stick with Philly and that sort of theme there. We know they played okay. against the Bucks on the weekend. A little bit of controversy um, after that game, wasn't there? Um, why don't you tell the audience that didn't sort of see that, what actually happened, and, and what your thoughts were on that? Well, I, well, firstly, I think Giannis shot about four from 15, or something like that, from the free throw line. Yeah. So he just wanted to come out on, on Philadelphia's court and get up a few free throws. Montrose Harrell was having none of it, you know. He was also out there shooting. It's kind of like tell him get get off my get off our court, get off our court. Um, I don't know why he'd do that, right? I mean, there's plenty of room for everyone. You can just shoot a few free throws. And to be fair, I think Giannis wanted to make ten in a row before leaving, and he'd already made seven or eight, I think. So he only needed to make two more shots. He's like, I'll go, but he still was having none of it. So Giannis got all angry. Um, went and got back, got got a couple of his own balls. So I think he was using one of the game the, the balls from the arena at the time. Got a couple of his own practice balls and came out to, to shoot. By this time, Harold had uh, basically spoken to the staff in Philadelphia and 
uh, and told him to put up a big ladder on the other ring and he was going to shoot on this ring so that Giannis couldn't shoot on the other ring. So Giannis went back, he moved the ladder, he tried to take a few shots. The Philadelphia staff moved the ladder back and then Giannis just ran, picked up the ladder, threw it on the ground and then started shooting again. So, I mean, it's just... He's pretty amusing, really, isn't it? It's, it's, it's amusing, right? I, I don't think he's going to get a lot of love from the Philadelphia crowd next time he plays there. But my question to you is, do you think it was just Montrezl Harrell or do you think the Philly crowd was also... The, the Philly, uh, the staff at the Philadelphia Stadium were also in, I, involved? I wouldn't in put process. a pass being all involved on Montrezl Harrell. He seems like one of those guys that's just, you know... <laughs> he and, does. He likes to antagonise and he's a bit of a troublemaker in that. Um, look, as much as I much prefer Giannis in this situation, I think probably Harrell's probably right. It's, you know, it's... Giannis can't really choose to shoot on the other team's home court after the game. And I'm sure if the roles would have been reversed, other people wouldn't have been happy if he was doing it. But, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, and it shows you what sort of work ethic Giannis has got, doesn't it? I mean, they, you know, they, they won the game, I believe. Yeah, they, they won that game. Um, yeah. And, you know, he obviously had a bad game from the free throw line. Instead of just, you know, going out and going somewhere else, he wanted to keep practising there. But pretty amusing and always good that we can sort of, you know, see footage of these sort of things now and everything. So. But, I mean, it's, I mean, he's just getting a few shots up, man. I don't think it's a problem. And I don't think Montrezl Harrell should interfere. I think there was Kianis, uh, Kianis, uh is that his, his, bro- his brother's name? I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Thanasis, yeah. Thanasis, Thanasis, sorry. Thanasis yeah. came out trying to trying to uh, support his bro, and then Montrezl was like, look, I'll kick your ass, man. Get get, get the F out of here, sort of thing. Yeah. So there's a little bit of byplay there, but yeah, a really funny, interesting story. But you shouldn't be throwing the ladder, Giannis, on the floor. No. It's a big, long ladder. You could hurt someone. It's dangerous to do that, so... Um, Giannis shouldn't be doing that either. So well, it's a quick shout-out to my boy Dominique as well. So in the Philadelphia against Atlanta game the other day, he called Montrose Harrell, Montrose Harrell for, I think, the whole game. Even the other commentator was saying uh, Montrez, and he was really trying to emphasise it. Next time, Dominique would be like, oh, there's Montrose Harrell again. So, yeah, that was the first thing I was thinking of when I saw that. So, all right, no, that was pretty amusing. Well, him and Eric um, Montrose, were they teams for a yeah, team? Well, well? Yeah, they would have been on Boston probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston, so, yeah. Um, well, something else just to sort of, I guess, wrap out our NBA chat was, um, we yep. had to talk about someone that we did mention earlier in the show and someone I know you're a huge fan of, as, as am I, um, is Paddy Mills. Um, look, we've yep. really seen him relegated to the – Right at the end of the bench, haven't we? Um, I think he scored like something like 20 points in the last eight games around that um, in very limited minutes now. Um, what do you think is going on there? Do you think maybe Paddy needs a change of scenery or is he starting to sort of come to the end of his, his career now, do you think? Well, he had a great year last year, you know, and I think mm. Coach Nash really put a lot of faith in him. But now Coach Jack Vaughan has come in, right? I think there's that change and Jack Vaughan is going towards that youth movement with... Um, Edmund Sumner and, you know, they, they've got Seth Curry there, um, Harris is back, um, you know, who else is there? There's someone else in that rotation that I'm, I'm missing right now, um, Cam Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all these guys seem to have leapfrogged um, Paddy in that guard rotation. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, man, a guy with his skill set and experience at 33-odd years of age, he's, he's going to be awesome for a, for a team looking to make a, a playoff run this year. Um, and you know his, de- his defensive stats are pretty bad, aren't they? And they have been for a couple of years now. So you wonder if that's like a, a big reason there. But yeah, I agree. It does seem a massive, massively quick was, decline from what he was doing. He was last starting year. last year when Kyrie yeah. was out, you know, and playing thirty minutes a game. So I don't think you know it's going to be. Yeah, look, Brooklyn could do with another big man, right? You know, mm. someone that can stretch the floor. Uh, you know, playing both Simmons and uh, Claxton together isn't ideal, right? So what yeah. they could really do here is use Paddy Mills as a, a trade piece um, and, and to get some someone who can uh, stretch 4-5 type guy. And so both teams can win, yeah. 
possibly know he's a great teammate as well. He's obviously got a lot of respect around the league and everything. So, yeah, look, I certainly don't think it's the end. He's not going to sort of phase out that quick, but it has been pretty alarming. Like I said, something like 20 points in his last eight games. He's just a total yeah. non-factor. So Playing four or five minutes a game, expecting. right? Yeah, his minutes have just plummeted now. He's got a 12, 13-year NBA veteran, right? He's a champion, yeah. NBA champion. He's a bronze medalist in the Olympics. Surely mm-hmm. someone of his skill set and experience could add value to a to a contender. So Let, let's hope so. Anyway, yeah, no, good call on that one, Woods. All right, we might finish off the quick hits just with a little bit of WNBL there. So, wanted to maybe get some of your thoughts on the on the past week in the WNBL. I know there's um, still two teams um, undefeated in Bendigo and Townsville. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts been on on the last week of games? There? Yeah, well, Bendigo is a, a surprising one because uh, they've gone with an all Australian lineup. No imports whatsoever, but they got some great Australian talent on that on that team, right? You know, with former MVP uh, Annalie Maley, uh, Kelsey Griffin is on that team, um, Alicia Frolding. So they just played great, and even without the imports, they were picked to do really well this season. And um, Townsville as well, really strong roster. I mean, Tiana you know Hawkins. How much I rate Nicholson? She's yeah, just I, I know you love just yeah, you love Laura Nicholson, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then. Tiana Hawkins, averaging what, 20 and 9 last I checked, 2.5 steals or something. She comes with 200 games of uh, WNBA experience. She's an absolute beast, right? Um, So, yeah, Uh, and I mean, Nicholson obviously playing great basketball as well. And so, yeah, they've they've got a good team as well. So it's only three games and there's a bit of a break here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you think they've got their coverage sorted out a little bit? I know they were copying a lot of flack for that the first probably week or so. How do you think that's been in the last sort of round? Yeah, a, a lot better, a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, you know, they're well coached and they've got experience on that on that team. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I wanted to sort of maybe finish. I know you've been following the Flames pretty closely. Um, have had a bit of a tough start, haven't they? I think they're 0 from 3 at the moment. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the Flames, maybe what they need to do to turn things around? Yeah, look, I mean, I've really liked the play of Jocelyn Willoughby. She's an absolute stud. Um, I think Hill's coaching leaves a little bit to be desired. I mean, he played Shiloh Hill for... 38 minutes the other game. and well, That's um, not a surprise, is it? He's going to play another yeah. bulk of minutes, yeah. And Tiana Mangakia for like 18 minutes. I think Tiana had like five from six um, and she was just ripping it up and uh, he wouldn't play her, you know, at the guard position. He was giving all the minutes to Shiloh. And Shiloh doesn't have a great IQ. Mm. She might be talented, but she makes bad decisions, turns the ball over a lot, takes advice shots. Um, and, you know, great story there as well about Tiana Mangakia. Have you heard about it? How she uh, fought breast cancer and then uh, went through chemotherapy and everything and made a comeback to playing professional basketball, which is a great story, right? That's, That's something that I can relate yeah. to, obviously, with what's going on in my life at the moment. So I just yeah. think that, um, uh, firstly, great story. You know, it's amazing and an inspiration for everyone. But, uh, yeah, I think um, that last game when she was absolutely tearing it up, she got pulled, played 18 minutes, and, and you, um, you're given 38 minutes to Shala. Okay, fine, it's your daughter and whatnot, but... You know, I think he can get his rotations a little bit better. But I really like watching the Flames. They've got potential. They can yep. string together some wins. Um, so no, yeah. no games this week, right, Woods, with the nah. with the fever rake? So then yep. that's De- 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 December 4th. Um, I got a Jocelyn Willoughby jersey, man, my first WNBL jersey. Nice, so hopefully on, nice. on the 4th of December. Maybe uh, I'll have to get a Nicholson game. jersey and make that my first one because I don't have it. I've got a couple of WNBA, but no WNBL. So, no, good, so when, when did you call, you call one of the games, right? 
Lauren yeah, Nicholson. So for Sutherland in the NBL One East this year, and she was really good in that. Just uh, talking about basketball IQ before, she's just her IQ is just off the charts. I couldn't believe watching some of the stuff. She was just seeing things that no one else on the court was seeing. And yeah, she's just come out firing this year. So yeah, certainly enjoying what she's playing. I shot, I gave her um, shooting splits in last week's episode. Remember, they didn't really go yeah, yeah. a whole lot off yeah, that yeah, yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Well, yeah, like we always say, encourage everyone to you know keep watching the WNBL and support yep. the, the great product we've got now. So. All right, Woods, we might get on to some NBL now. Um, maybe talk a little bit about round seven and then we'll do a quick preview of round eight. Um, so, yeah, I guess round seven's, you know, in, in the books now. We mentioned it's uh, Wednesday the 23rd now. So maybe give us a, a couple of things that stood out in the last round of games there. Yeah, look, obviously I just brought up the, the, the slides for the next round. But while I, well, before we go through that, yeah, I think um, big, big win for Sydney, you know, against, uh, I was there against the, Illawarra Hawks, who really fought hard. I mean, um, they're two imports down. um, And if it wasn't for a contentious buzzer beater from the man, Sean Bruce, on the buzzer, um, Illawarra were really upset, uh, caused a huge upset there. And I feel really sorry for Coach Jacob because, I mean, it's heart-wrenching, you know, that and also the overtime, double overtime loss to Melbourne. They're really hard to take for, for him. But still, a team like Sydney, even when they're not playing their, you know, the other day when they were playing their worst, Illawarra was probably playing the best they could, and they still managed to win. So that that builds character for a team. It's not always, um, you know, um, your superstars that get it done. A guy like Bruce and Quartnoy doing it against Cairns is really um, good for us. And then Cairns. Obviously, I'm going to talk about Cairns. You know, they're my second favorite team. But just amazing, man. Like, uh, uh, Adam Ford, like, they, I think um, Brisbane took a five, six-point lead. I think Tanner Krebs hit his second three in a row with about two minutes and 30 seconds to go. And instead of calling a timeout, he's like, let's just play Let's just continue playing. And he didn't call a timeout, and he just yeah. ran with it. And He's uh, coaching great, isn't he? Yeah, they went on a 14-1 run, I think it was, and won by 10 yeah. points. So, uh, yeah, those two things really stood out for me. Brisbane, uh, let's get to them as we go through the games. We can talk a little bit about Brisbane, right? I think nice. we'll get through that. But, um, okay, maybe we'll just we'll get into that. Woods. Yeah, so round eight. So we've got six games over five days. So it's one of the shortest rounds we've got, I think, maybe for yeah. the rest of the season. So, yeah, why don't you, you read out the games there? Yeah. Well, I'll throw to you for the first game, which is uh, tomorrow night at 9.30. So hopefully after we come back from an early basketball game, we can watch that. So Perth Wildcats versus time, Adelaide 36ers, right? Yeah, what are your the, thoughts the pink round as well. We mentioned... Um, Breast cancer, so a very good initiative in this game that they do every year. I think <clears throat> it started off with um, Trevor Gleeson getting that on board back in the day there. So, yeah, I think this should be a pretty decent game. I like, um, you know, what we saw from the Wildcats last week. It's seen, you know, one game last Thursday and then you know, one game this week. So I don't have a lot of um, reps at the moment. But, yeah, I, I like Perth in this game. Yep, I'll take the next one. Cairns, Taipan versus New Zealand Breakers. Ooh, a um, it's going to be a cracker. Cairns playing at home. Man, it's very tough. That's two versus three mm. on the ladder, right? That's and that really would really di- di- dictate um, um, jostling for positions with Cairns having two games that round. So I'm going to go Cairns to take that one. Um, look, I'm going to say Cairns to win quite easily, maybe by five mm. to ten, maybe more than ten points even, because I think it's about time New Zealand took an L and Cairns uh, absolutely destroyed Melbourne on their home floor last time. So I think that home crowd is really going to get behind them, all right? So, Tell me, what's, what's the name of that big guy that's dominating for New Zealand again? Derek, oh, I can't remember. Derek Pardon? <laughs> what? Yeah. No, loving that guy. Loving that guy. He's just like the perfect big guy. I think every every um, team could do with a, a, a Derek Pardon on their team. But no, I, so I agree. I think that's probably the game of the round. Liam's got a massive man crush on Derek Pardon. Have you noticed, I'm, I'm not. I'm not far off as well. Yeah, maybe Liam <laughs> yeah. and I can line up. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I'll throw the next one over to you, which is going to be uh, Melbourne United versus Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Yeah. 
got a bit uh, of a, a rematch of that semi-final series from last season, don't we? Um, yep. Yeah, look, another pretty decent game. Melbourne, I find them a little bit hard to predict at the moment. They're a little bit up and down. Um, yeah, look, I'll say Melbourne in a pretty tight, potentially low-scoring game in this one. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take United for one. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, New Zealand versus Brisbane. Um with New Zealand playing at home on Sunday, I'm going to take New Zealand to win that. I'm, I mean, Brisbane, they need to get a second import in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they just don't look like they're going to win ball games. They, they, mm. I mean, they've won two games against the Hawks, who are yeah. at their lowest, and just basically fell over the line against the Tasmania jab junk, Jack Jumpers, and they were up by about 18, 19, and, mm. and nearly lost that game. I think they won by two, 74 to 72. That does, that's not a good uh, track record so far this season. New Zealand's going to be playing... Playing at home in front of their their um, you know their fans that are really going to get behind them. Could be a double figure win, I reckon that one. What do you yeah, reckon? I, yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Pretty easy one. Yeah. All right, Southeast Melbourne versus Illawarra. So the second of the two double headers on the two games the, on the Sunday. Yeah. So, so I guess we're assuming that Michael Fraser will be in the lineup for, for Illawarra yeah, there. And I, I think. Have, yeah, I think. I'll so, have one yeah. American on the court. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look as much as we'd like to see, you know, Coach JJ, you know, friend of the show, getting a win there. I think Southeast will be too strong there. I'm not sure what Joe Chi's status is. Um, obviously, he's missed the last couple of games. But, yeah, I, I like sort of, you know, that the roster they've got Southeast. Again, like Melbourne, they're a little bit up and down. But I think they'll, they'll be far too strong for Laura at home. Bobby, let me just ask you quickly. So they'll have the two Americans. They'll have Tyler Harvey and Michael Frazier, right? And and hopefully oh. Peyton Siever back. So maybe they'll have all three of them, right? Yeah, possibly. Um, that could be decent, yeah. But what I'm saying to you is you you watched Michael Frazier. You were close to that following your Perth Wildcats closely last year. I always thought he was a great player, but it was just a bad fit for him, right? Agreed. Yeah. How is he going to be able to contribute to this Illawarra Oaks team? And is he going to be uh, a better fit than, say, a George King was? Possibly so. I think he's quite a complete player. He's a you know, good player on the wing. He's definitely a decent defender, uh, which I think Illawarra definitely need a bit of at the moment. But look, I think Peyton Seaver is definitely a pass-first point guard, as we've seen in these first couple of games he's played with the Hawks. So I think that could definitely help him out. So look, I think I can say, speak for everyone there, I think the whole of the NBL community is probably rooting for, for Michael Frazier to sort of come yeah. good. It was a little bit unfortunate what happened to him last year. And obviously, you know, when he did come back, it was from a hamstring injury. He wasn't quite 100%. But I think he could have a pretty good impact on that one. I think Illawarra's Probably done well to get him. Is he a sneaky little fantasy option if you're playing NBL fantasy? Could be, could be. Yeah, I know Willowar don't have a lot of doubles at the moment. They've played a lot earlier in the season, but yeah, he could. He could be sort of stuffing a stat sheet a little bit, but yeah, certainly hope he does anyway. I hope he sort of brings him some success. Yep, and we have a Monday night game again. I think we didn't have one this week, so back to no. having the Monday night game in Cairns. What a game! Yeah, versus Sydney. And look, I'm going to go on to my two favorite teams playing, as you know, but I'm going to go, look, no one's going to be able to stop Keanu Pinder, you know, at, playing at home, him and DJ Hogue with no Xavier Cooks. And you know how, how much trouble Cairns have given Sydney already, beating them on their home floor nearly twice. If it wasn't for the Kuat Noah, it was beater, a buzzer beater, wasn't it? Yeah. Cairns would have yeah. won twice, so I think the Cairns are going to win that one. If Sydney played anything like they did against Illawarra, against that Cairns team, it's going to be mm. ugly. So as, as much hey, as I want any game, danger of the Kings playing the Wildcats this season? Or? Yeah, I think it's happening in the back half of the season. You know, you know oh, they have well, a lot of like some of these teams have played three times, even even played once yet. So I think uh, Perth's only coming here once this season, which is good. But anyway, yeah. yeah, But no, what a good game to finish the round, though, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, game of the round, I would say that last one. Either that or the Friday night game. So oh yeah, yeah choice, New Zealand will be really, yeah. really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff, Wood. So I'm looking forward to this round to begin tomorrow with the Wildcats and Adelaide game. So, all right, well, let's get into some Hawks talk. What do you reckon? 
Sure, mate. Um, so, look, at the time of recording, our Hawks are 10 and 7. Um, interestingly, they lost um, the game yesterday to Cleveland, and they dropped about four spots, I think, in the on the, in yeah, the, places, the Eastern Conference there, which just shows you how tight it is there. But, yeah, what have your thoughts been on those those last few games there, Woods? So, since we last talked, they lost to Boston. They beat Toronto. In, Toronto in that, lost to Cleveland. I'll let you speak on I'll, that game. I'll that, talk that, about that, that one in a bit, yeah. Um, and then they lost to Cleveland yesterday, correct? Yeah. 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 Look, I mean, the emergence of of Griffin, as as we've seen, right, just been brilliant. Um, I think even Okongu, he had a double double the other day, didn't he? At eighteen and ten. In, yeah, he had a few quiet games, but no, he was yeah. good against Cleveland in that game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, I think you're going to get into it as well. But Nate McMillan has come out recently and demanded more of John Collins. Said, look, we've we've been putting you in places to succeed, um, but it's up to you to now start. You know, being a bit more assertive on the offensive end. I saw a stat recently in the first few games, he hit five from six from the three-point line, right? Mm. Um, and then he, out of his last 41 attempts, he's made five or six of them, right? So I think he's lost a bit of confidence in that shot. This is a guy who averaged 20-10 in a season, has had a season shooting 40% from, from deep, right? Mm. He needs to refine some of that form. Um, well, Woods, let's, yeah, touch on, yeah. let's touch on that three-point shooting because the Hawks are actually second worst in the NBA at three-point makes at the moment. It's, yep. Hard to think of when you you know you've got a guy like Trey sort of thing there, but I guess there's a lot of other you know obviously Hunter's a pretty good shooter, but you know they're big guys. Murray's improved in the yeah. outside. Murray's improved. You know Collins yeah. has been a bit better the last few games, but that's something they really need to improve on, right? Um, you know obviously Bogdanovich should be back soon. Um, yeah, you know probably. Yeah, so that's, that's something that stood out for me. But, yeah, I wanted to touch on a little bit on that Toronto game. So I did my usual weekend watching with my daughter. And, look, what a great game that was. You know, it went to, to overtime there. AJ Griffin, he just came in and played the whole overtime, scored eight points, and, and Trey threw an alley-oop on the buzzer in overtime to win the game. So really enjoyed that. And, yeah, this AJ Griffin, he's, he's for real, this guy. Really enjoying it. That was against his dad, actually, who's assistant coach with Toronto alongside Trevor Gleeson, which is pretty funny to see them there. So and they had a great relationship. You could see them after the game, sort of, you know, laughing around and stuff like that. So um, that could be my next jersey, I think, an AJ Griffin one. I like it. Those, you know, the rookie ones and not many people have got them. Did you see when Frey threw that alley-oop to, to AJ and he made the bucket? Um, yeah. And they shot to his dad and his dad was wanted to smile so badly, <laughs> but he just couldn't get it out because he's like, yo, you know, he was a bit conflicted, but really inside yeah. he was smiling. But he was just yeah. trying to keep a straight face. It was just a great moment to see that, right? So It was good to see, yeah. So, look, we talked about that last week. It was a big test with games against Boston and Toronto. So, look, they went one-on-one one in those games and lost to Cleveland. So, I think they've got Sacramento tomorrow, and then they've got Houston on Saturday. So, hey. finally got some Western Conference games. After a research in Sacramento team that's playing mm. great basketball. That's going to be a yeah. really good game, right? That so be a good game, yeah. yeah. And I wanted to finish off as well, Woods. It's the annual John Collins rumor, uh, trade rumor time again. Um Look, it just feels like these rumours come across all the time. We're never quite sure how they get started. This was reported by Shams last week, who we know is, you know, normally pretty on the ball with these things. But I've read a few things in the last few days that they feel like they've got to trade either Capella, Bogey or John Collins, otherwise they're going to be in the luxury tax next season. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying the more likely one now could be to trade Bogdanovich. But, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think we need Bogdanovich to come back. Um, and, look, if in terms of who we're going to trade for, everyone keeps on talking about Jay Crowder. I'm not a massive fan of that. Um, <laughs> I think that would... It would leave us a bit under, you know, 
like we don't have enough shooting and stuff already and i can't help but look at red velvet you know we, we traded away kevin um kevin heard at a sacramento yeah. the guy's shooting 50 percent from the three-point line averaging about 17 16, points 17 so, points a game yeah unbelievable right. so he would have looked great in that hawks uniform this year right so look maybe bogdanovich he's you know probably the oldest of those three i would have thought so maybe he might be the one to go but you wonder what they can get back with him um i don't know there seems to be i don't know who's putting out these rumors about jay crowder whether it's phoenix just trying to get rid of him but you know, he's 34. He doesn't really offer a whole lot. We've seen teams throwing money to guys like um, PJ Tucker to Philadelphia this year, and he scored about two points in his last seven games or something like that. So I don't know. I think that would be a mistake trading, you know, one of our core sort of starting five guys for someone like him. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, do you, do you think this will be the year that it actually does come through, or it's just rumours again? Well, the luxury tech tax thing is there right um i mean there's no reason they can't go into the luxury tax they can you know what i mean i mean obviously yeah. it puts them on the back foot for years to come but um this is a pretty good team that can probably go, you know go second possibly even third round into the playoffs right so why not just roll with it i'm i'm more more inclined to say as good as Capel has started playing again, Okongu is the future, right? You yeah. can get some backup center off off the waiver wire, or even Frank Kaminsky. Even... Yeah, Fra- Frank Kaminsky is there. Exactly. Not that bad, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Frank Kaminsky can come in and play. And if and we can keep JC, play. he can play a bit of center as well. So yeah, I probably agree. I'll probably yeah. be. You know, he's he's pretty young, so the team could yeah. get a pretty decent player out of Capella. So anyway, we'll watch this space and see what happens with these trade rumours. But yeah, it's certainly been an interesting week there. And yeah, they need to improve their three-point shooting. There's yeah, no doubt sure. there, right? So yeah, oh, good stuff. All right, well, we'll get into the segment that everyone loves now, Woods. Um, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah. Classic packs. For sure, man. So what I got oh, today... God, I don't even know what we got this week. 94-95 Fleer. I remember collecting these with uh, so much pride and I had the whole set and... Me and Are these my ones friend. Are like the basketball sort of border color? In yeah, the yeah, no, yeah. Is that the ones? Yeah, yep. that's exactly okay. the one. Me and my friend collected these in year five and year six together, and then I went off to high school, and I we used to, you know, every two weeks one of us used to take the the folder. <laughs> and well, it's then hard to complete sets back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. There was no eBay or any of those things. So, so we did it like together. Uh, yeah. Shout out to my man Chris. And uh, anyway, I went to high school, and he went off to a different high school. I think. And, uh, yeah, I just still got the set. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good score. All right. Okay. New York Knicks legend. What a baseline dunk. He went baseline and threw it down. I'm talking about? Uh, John Starks. I was going to do, like, a, a Marv Albert voice, but I'll refrain from doing that. But, you know, of course, everyone loved that story, wasn't he? He went from bagging groceries to, to you know, filling it up on the, the bright lights of the MSG is, there. So. Is this the back, back you're talking about? Is this Show the me one the front again. Yeah, that looks kind of familiar. Show me the front of it again. Yeah, yeah, that looks right on the back. Yeah, yep. yeah no, that's a pretty handy set. Okay, I, we, we talked about the, his namesake today on the show. Detroit Pistons forward. None other than... Played for New Jersey and then Denver before. We talked about his namesake on the show today and how he should get more court time or maybe look for a trade. We're talking about... Oh, it'd be Terry Mills, right? Terry Mills. Nice. Yeah, he could fill it up. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Terry Mills back in the day. He had to bounce around a bit, didn't he? Yep. One of your brothers, your brother loved this guy, uh, played for Cleveland, played Ooh, for the, the LA Is Cleveland. it the Ohio Flyer, Ron Harper? Yep, it sure is. Ron Harper. Shout out to Ron Harper Jr., who made his debut for Toronto, I think, last yep. week as well. Got some limited minutes here with all those injuries I've got. So, no, he was a great player. I've so, got that same jersey in one of the cupboards somewhere. So, why don't you give us some lyrics from, from a rap which, which involves Ron Harper? 
I'll save the lyrics for you, but he was definitely shouted out on a big <laughs> L track there. Rest in peace, big L. That's what I, t- I test you on. I test you on. Okay. Um, all right, this guy, we both got his jersey. He was the first overall pick in 1990. Okay. Derek Left-hander, Coleman. never lived up to his potential. We're talking about DC Derek Coleman. See, well, he never lived up to it, but he still had a pretty handy career, didn't he? Hell yeah. Um, he had all Hell the yeah. tools. I mean, he was a big guy that could shoot the ball, handle the ball, and do everything back in the day. All right. All right, this guy is a color commentator for the NBA. Uh, part of that those early Magic teams. We've got so many of his cards. Um, I'm talking about sharpshooting guard from the Orlando Magic. His name uh, is... Nick Anderson. Oh, sharpshooting guard from the Orlando Magic, who now works for NBA TV. Oh, of course, 3D, yeah. Georgia Tech's finest. Okay, Robbie, so this next guy played for the Cleveland Cavaliers alongside Brad Doty, Mark Price, Craig Elo, big man, six foot eleven. I'm talking Number about 18. none other than Hot Rod yep. Williams. Nice. Rod Williams. Good the old Hot Rod. All right, this next guy was a part of those bad boys Pistons teams, and I've said this before. If you've watched Michael Jordan's playground, he says he's one of the toughest guys yeah. he ever went up against. I'm talking maybe about not the best then. general manager or drafter, but yeah, great defender, uh, Joe Dumas. Joe Dumas. All right, you've worn this guy's jersey on the show before. Um, many people said he could guard a variety of different positions. Uh, drafted uh, by Sacramento with the third pick in 1991. Uh, Most known for Syracuse, his time with the Golden State Warriors. Billy Syracuse's Billy O. Great player. Love that guy. Okay, this guy was a guard on the Denver Nuggets team that played alongside Muhammad Abdul-Rauf, Dikemi Matumbo, number 23. Bryant Smith. He was a solid player, wasn't he? He was. He was. Okay. Still holds the record for the most assists in an NBA game at 30. We've pulled this card before. I'm talking about none other than... That would be Scott Skiles, right? Scott Skiles. Exactly. Really really surprising the way the NBA is played these days that that record mm. hasn't been broken, right? No, definitely. You talk about some of the greatest shooters to have ever played the game. The best form ever. This guy was a rookie. This is his rookie sensation. Insert card. Rookie with the Pistons, most known for his time with the New York Knicks. Injuries. Curtailed. Yeah, he never played for Houston, but that's his last name, right? Alan Houston. Rookie sensation card. He was definitely good. Yeah. One of Michael Jordan's famous teammates on that North Carolina team. Number 42 from the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm talking about... Big game, James. James Worthy. You look pretty old in that card. Microwave off the bench, number 22 for the Seattle Supersonics. Played for the Milwaukee Bucks as well. The 18th pick in the 1982. King of, King of the mid range, Ricky Pierce. Ricky Pierce. I love Going the well. Sonics jerseys too. Going well today, Robbie. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, all right. Uh, Seattle Supersonics, then Indiana Pacers. Forward. Uh, Derek McKee. Yes, Derek McKee. I see he was a good player too. Good defender. I've got his jersey for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Also played for the Indiana Pacers and the LA Clippers. I know you want this jersey badly, the champion one that I've got. In fact, I might wear his jersey on the show pretty soon. I'm talking about none other than... None other than... 
Uh, so I heard you say Indiana was signing out a little bit then. Been a long yeah, day. so he played for Minnesota, Indiana, and Clippers. Okay. Oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. Probably might need to do one after dinner. Um, yeah, uh, Pooh Richardson, right? Pooh Richardson. My oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, New York City, St. John's, Flat Top. This white boy could, could cut it Chris up with, with all the brothers, man. Chris Mullen. Great player. Hardy's guarding him too, I don't know. Number one from the LA Lakers. Uh, he's a character you can use on NBA Jam. Uh, yeah. uh, Anthony pick. Yes, 15 pick. What college was he? Was he in Missouri or something? Missouri College. Anthony yeah, I Peeler. I watching him in college. Yeah, he was solid, yeah. the lefty there. Yeah. Okay, this guy is a color analyst for the NBA, works on NBA TV on the panel with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, I've got his card so many times. The Kenny Jets. the Jet Smith. Former Atlanta Hawk as well. Former Atlanta Hawk. Uh, okay, this guy, Andrew Canyon, All-Stars. Okay, white guy from the Atlanta Hawks. Currently a player... This, this better not be who I think it is. What's your clue, though? Uh, currently a player for the Memphis Grizzlies. Also another white guy has almost, identi- an think almost it is, identical think. name. It's John Contract, isn't it? It is, John. This is where I take the headphones off and walk out of the room. I can't okay. stand that guy. Yeah. And his very similar namesake is? John Conchak. John Concha from, from no, the Memphis Grizzlies. His namesake, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Close <laughs> to. Okay, uh, former Atlanta, oh, well, played, ended up playing for the Atlanta Hawks, but this is his Utah Jazz card. Had a less than... Ty Corbin. Uh, yes. Ty Corbin. 23. Yeah. I like, like a bit of tie back in the day, yeah. The greatest trash talker of all time, and I'm not talking about Sean Bruce, I'm talking about <laughs> the glove, Gary G.P. Payton. Gary Payton. Sean Bruce is probably second, though, in fairness. <laughs> Put him to bed, Sean. Put him to bed. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? That's it, man. That was an interesting pack, wasn't it? We had sort of a few superstars there, we had a few random people, and we had John Conkak, so we sort of had them all, all sort of um, areas 15 there, cards so. in those flare packs, man, big packs. It's a pretty yeah. solid pack, isn't it? Yeah, nice. All right, well, I think that brings us to the end of the show then, Woods. Um, look, just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you subscribe on YouTube or wherever you like your podcasts. Um, also, just we, we can be followed on Twitter at throwbackshoops. Uh, we can be on Instagram, um, throwback.hoops. And, of course, our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, why don't you take it away with your shout-outs? Patreon, please follow us. Uh, please look us up and then support us and pledge, pledge to us. That would be great. We really appreciate everyone. Yeah? Nice. Before we um, finish up, Woods, I've got to mention our fantasy comps. I know everyone doesn't really want to hear our fantasy comps, but I've, um, I've taken care of you in the three comps that we're in over the last two weeks, and I'm beating you in the other one where we don't play head-to-head. So what's going on with you in fantasy this year, bro? Former champion in Roto, you know, former champion in NBL fantasy. Like, going for my three-peat here. So, okay, no, I'm not having a great year, but, like, look, there's still time. Early, early days, though, right? But yep. I have to rub it in when I've beaten you in, like, two three comps in the last week plenty of time left plenty of time left all right on that i'll give you the last word then woods what do you want to finish this off with uh look just a short nbl week as as you said but really looking forward to it some some really um important games um with teams jostling for the position so yeah excited and uh, excited to get back on the basketball court tomorrow after a little bit of a break man yeah 
Absolutely. Well, I'm still out injured woods, but I'll be out there yelling at you if you don't get back on D or something else yeah. like that. You'll hear me chewing you out on the sideline. Yeah, I'm no, looking forward to having you back out there too, man. No, you will. I know you will. Yeah, me too, awesome. man. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, thanks everyone again for tuning in. A big peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Peace.